0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we're going to talk about the true self versus the false self. And so, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the terms false self, true self. Uh, I think you will be, it'll kind of come to light and you probably have, uh, I would say maybe some different terminology or language that you probably identify uh, whenever. Um, Okay. Words. Hello. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) Let me have another drink of coffee. Um, When we get done here, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I call that, you know, child of God, or I call that our true selves or I call that whatever it is. So As we get and kind of uh, unveil or unfold this conversation, I think you'll probably uh, kind of identify with it here. So let's just start off um, our two contestants today. We have Father Everett Lees with us. Yeah, yeah. And Father Tom Dahlman. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your busy schedules here. (laughs) So uh, Father Father Everett um, here, Um, what would you, how would you define it, the false self, which I think is gonna give us our definition for the true self, but we'll just start here. So how do you define well false self?
1: I think the false self is the self that we, that we pretend that we are. Um, it's the self that we want others to to see um, and so I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's the, it's the self that we want others to see.
0: Like a posturing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it, it's the self and uh, that your life on Instagram where everything is great and and perfect. <laughs> every time I post something
0: like I, the kids and I did a bunch of stuff this weekend and every time I post something, I think, you know i think i should post when we all were in the living room arguing over who didn't pick up their socks or who didn't fold the laundry just go ahead and put pictures of all the angry faces and the <laughs> that way i can balance it out right right <laughs> we should start a campaign and like do that <laughs> all right uh Tom. Hashtag true life yeah, that, yeah there you go <laughs> Tom, what do you think of when you, um, how do you define false self?
2: How do you define false self? Um, well, I guess it's your ego. Hmm, Okay. The, The thing about you that you wish was true. Um, but not, but is not necessarily true. How how you how you see yourself when you're in your imagination, but not maybe before you've uh, spent a lot of time in a hospital or uh, had to uh, had to face enough situations where you. Uh, I struggle with the term because sometimes I wonder, I mean, this is all psychological. These are all um, psychological concepts that we're applying to our spirituality. Okay. I'm not saying it's false or anything. Um, but, uh, I, it's a, it's a, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Tom, yeah, I do
0: you that. not like the term "false self," "true self"?
2: No, I. Li- I mean, I think <laughs> it's a valuable. I think it's a valuable term, but it's a uh, it's a valuable thing to think about. But I think that it, I think we could take it too far. Um, but, but as yes, with,
0: as with anything, as <laughs> right? With any, as okay, with anything. so let's back up. Then, what is what is the hospital? have to do with uh, I'll, and i'll say what you didn't say of uh, revealing our true selves why, why did you throw that in there
2: well because i think when you go through suffering or when you're with people as they go through suffering you have the opportunity i'm not saying you will but you, you have the opportunity to become self-aware, to, to think through. To me, that's the only way. I know there's tons of books that have been written in lots of spiritual direction that's been done mm. on trying to help people see themselves as God sees them and mm. as others see them and letting go of this false image and pride and ego and narcissism. But the only way I know that you can really do it is to go through suffering or to sit with people through their suffering. And that's when you find out what your bad motives are, what your good motives are, how you uh, shed your ego and your um, pride and all those things. So,
0: Everett, hmm. uh, do you agree with that?
1: Well, um, I'd probably take a little bit of a different of a different pack. I, I, I do think that there is this human notion that, um, that the, that God's acceptance and God's love is something that we have to, to earn and, and that it's not, you know, it's not, it's not earned. Um, I do think that in the true self, false self stuff, the the danger for me is this sort of idea of, of that, that grew out of the 80s, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. And so it, it's not, it's not so much like, um, you, you know, addressing our sins and, and our faults. It's just, you, you're fine just the way that you are. Um, and, and... And and beyond that is sort of this modern notion of you can create yourself to be whoever you want to want to be. So, yeah,
2: hmm. that's a much better way of putting it, Everett.
0: So it's kind of taking it's it's almost as if we're saying that the um, true self is something that has been. Um, hijacked away from a spiritual and you've already alluded to this tom as uh who god made you and how god sees you instead to this self-help um i'm okay you're okay (laughs) we're all okay uh kind of mentality does that sound right i feel like i'm explaining something back everett
2: um
1: yeah, I mean, I I, 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 think one is that I think um, at, at its extreme, um, it can take away any sort of notion of um, sin, um, the need to um, to change, uh, the need to grow. Um, okay, it, and, and at its at its best is that we're unveiling the layers that are placed on us um you know i mean this is this is sort of a, a, a you know a common theme in in books and movie the person who you know suddenly discovers that you know the person that they were you know always meant to be or you know they find their 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 real passion in life and, and the movie comes to a close and <laughs> And there's mm-hmm. some right, and there's some there's some there's there's definitely there's value in that.
2: Right. The other thing is there's if all self I mean I've sat through a few Richard Rohr studies in uh because I'm Episcopalian, right? And uh <laughs> the uh,
0: uh Richard Rohr's Catholic, by the way. <laughs> I
2: I'm I know kidding. But I'm kidding. He, <laughs> He might as well be Episcopal. I'm sure most Catholics wish he was Episcopal. <laughs> but, uh, right. He uh, he would say, I remember that he would say, your false self is not a bad thing. You need it, really. to. Mm. It's how you start. It's mm. how you, we all need an identity. We all need something to help us make decisions, to get started in life, to pick a direction, um it's not but for me, when I think of it, I always come back to, when I was an evangelical um, and I have to make everything in this podcast about that. Uh,
0: it's a, there's a theme.
2: <laughs> that's right. You So in the evangelical world, you're saved by what you believe. Faith is a list, kind of, of doctrines, of ideas, of concepts. And so, in order to be saved, you have to subscribe to that list. But then if you're questioning it, if you're not sure about something in the list that's important to whatever church you're at, uh, you kind of have to fake it. So I always associate these concepts probably wrongly. They probably have nothing to do with this. I I mean, I think they have something to do with it if your identity was shaped by your religion of your upbringing, which mine definitely was, um, or partly shaped by it. That if our faith is a practice, then it's not about me trying to cram my head into a lot of beliefs that i don't understand or can't to me that has a lot to do with the false self yeah. but if you know what i'm saying
0: i do yeah absolutely
2: for example where i grew up you had to believe one of the key ideas especially if you're in leadership in the churches of christ is that instrumental music is a sin <laughs> uh when it comes to worship heathens it's a, it's really hard to cram your head into that concept when you're reading. Uh,
1: have, you, have, you ever, have you ever been to a church with a, a person playing a tambourine? <laughs> At
2: that point, I'm pretty much sure that 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 does kind of make you want to believe it. that it's simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point retracted. Point retracted. More
0: cowbell.
1: More cowbell. Yeah. More cowbell. <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's the thing: is is and I and I think about like the the advice that's given you know at at almost every commencement speech that you go to as someone (laughs) gets up there and says you know live your passion do what you really want to do you know don't don't you know um you know live 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 your dreams um and and it's Right, and so it's not that I'm like, okay, don't leave your dreams. Or <laughs> are you, you know, anti dreams, Everett? <laughs> right, but 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 you know, you know, uh, just look inside yourself, and 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 you you know, you'll find your. And I'm sitting there going, I, I think we need to talk a little bit about you know, sin and and redemption, um, and and this whole notion. And if I look inside myself, I'll find the answers. Or if I just follow my dreams, you know, there's been a, there's a lot of marriages that have ended because somebody decides they're going to go follow their dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, I'm sort of hesitant in sort of the the pop psychology way that it's done. But I do want to say that I do think there's value in us thinking about the things that are placed upon us. And the false selves that we create, um, and our unwillingness to be vulnerable, and um, and how vulnerability, and this ties back into what Tom is talking about in terms of suffering. That that vulnerability, you know, we can look at the work of Brene Brown here, uh, Richard Rohr, um, who who talks a lot about you know the power of vulnerability and and. You know, but what I want at the other end of that vulnerability is not, oh, look, I'm I'm fine just the way that I am. But in that power of vulnerability of, of saying, you know, I, I, I don't have all my stuff together. And I need something bigger than myself to be okay with that. And to fix that to the degree that it can be fixed.
0: And that is extremely hard, right? It is extremely hard to be that honest with ourselves um, because then as, I mean, literally just flipping what you said on its head is is that because you have to be vulnerable even with yourself to do that, right? Um, so uh, one of the quotes, so one of this, uh, and we're, we're kind of dancing all around this, um, but the book um, that... T- touches on this and many do, as, as Tom said. Uh, but one of them is falling upward from um, Richard Rohr, and the idea of falling upward is that the more you fall, aka suffer, uh, the more you move up um, into an understanding of the true self. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that, um, and you can pick that apart. But one of the things that uh, the lines that just catches me the most in this is he says integrity largely has to do with purifying our intentions and growing in a growing honesty about actual motives and um that one just and, and then he goes to say it's hard it, it is hard work and truly um cleansing yourself no sorry truly being honest with yourself about your motives is absolutely hard <laughs> hard work. Uh, and I I think that's kind of where you were talking about, um, Everett in that, and just being true with ourselves and what we want and who we are, um, and what our intentions are, um, and just being vulnerable enough to call ourselves out in where we are and what we want out of life. Um, and and then moving into the hard work of suffering. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's something too is, is I've kind of thought about this a lot too, is there in we have a very uh the a lot of the a lot of society has no suffering and um uh, maybe like um I want to say mishaps, and that's not the right way to say that. Uh, but a lot of people don't suffer. I mean, they're living the good life out in the suburbs. <laughs> they see no poverty. They see nothing. There's no suffering outside of like maybe a uh, you know an accident here, an accident there, kind of thing. It's like yeah, living a good life. What do I need this? Why do I need to tr- transform? Why do I need to care about my integrity and things like that? Um, so, would you say um, to kind of as as a Christian? to enter into suffering of others in this how would you go about um god i hate to say this but developing your true self or finding your true self i don't know tom thoughts
2: how would you okay what can you sum that into one like sentence
0: sure you said suffering uh excuse me you said um developing this you mentioned a hospital
2: right, right.
0: You mentioned sitting with someone. Um, And so is that, are you saying that we should go and sit with people who are suffering if we're not suffering ourselves? Um, I mean, what... what Not
2: necessarily. No, no. uh, Okay. Because a lot of times when you go and sit with people... So I'll illustrate it this way. My pastoral theology professor... In seminary, uh, in order to kind of help us begin to think about how we often respond to suffering, she she gave us a list. Like the first day of class, all the wrong things to say <laughs> when you go into a hospital. Nice. Um, like people say stuff like, "Well, God I just needed another, another angel."
0: angel. Uh, God, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that too. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, instead of entering into the this person's grief with them and just walking with them through it. You try to fix it. You try to shield yourself from the suffering. So you don't have to enter into it or reflect on your mortality or you make it about you, those sorts of things. So just going and, um, sitting in a hospital and spending time around it is not necessarily going to help you if you can't let go of, those things. Hmm. And it usually takes community and a lot of reflection and prayer and this clinical pastoral education and all that sort of thing to help you do that. Maybe take a Stephen ministry course mm-hmm. before you do it. But I hurt myself in seminary. I spent five days in the hospital. I fell. I was running and I tripped and fell and cut through. Oh, my you can
0: stop there. We don't need to hear that. <laughs> ten- I know and, the
2: story you're talking about. Go I ahead, I'm kidding. Cut through my tendon on my left leg. Anyway, I was laying in the hospital, and it was a really fun exercise. And watching my, a lot of my seminary classmates came to visit me, so I was seeing everything that was happening through these classes, and and uh, and it was funny. Some one one of my classmates, who is one of my best friends, came and just ranted for about an hour about problems he was having (laughs) and then uh my 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 professor came and i said uh she she asked me how i was doing and i said i'm doing fine i just an angel needed some knee skin and so god (laughs) decided to take mine and uh i just kept i tried to throw in every line i could from all those things we were told but you can't say anything about it if it's the patient you know uh, that's hilarious yeah that's great so here's what can i read a roar quote yeah yeah when you are able to move beyond your false self at the right time and in the right way this is related to just hey i'm gonna go sit in the hospital Hmm. it will feel because it has to be the right way it will feel as if you have lost nothing of course If all you know is the false self, and you do not know that there's anything beyond it, the transition will probably feel like dying. Mm. So, it could be a very painful thing, or it could be a very liberating thing. Mm. um, Or both. Or both. And I'd say it will be both.
0: Hmm, sounds like death and resurrection. wink, wink.
1: It, do, it does. Yes. Um, and and here's and here's where I and, and this is where I would this is where I would push back uh, on Roar who who <laughs> I generally I generally do I generally do like him um, it was particularly his, his early stuff but but he would sit there and he would say death and resurrection is a sort of meta narrative in which jesus fits into and i and i think the correction would be is that that the death and resurrection of jesus allows us to do this work that jesus defeat over sin and death is what enables us to, to to face our sins head on and be honest about ourselves um that that you know the power of the Holy Spirit to change and to transform our lives. You know that's that's what makes it possible. Um, it's not it. It's not this. It's not this. Um, it, you, you know, exercise in, you know psychology. Right. I mean, not that psychology is not helpful. Right. It's not. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, you just need Jesus. But what I'm saying is, is that. That, that the story of Jesus's death and resurrection and that cosmology that goes with it is the story in which we can now face um you know our realities and and be honest with ourselves and roar I think would flip that
0: hm i I agree with you I, I think it is um uh, which is not an astounding statement <laughs> but um, I mean, I think that's, God, I don't have anything to say. That's not cheap. <laughs> so I'm just stop. I
2: agree. Um,
0: <sighs> Hmm.
2: Well, on that note, thank, no, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no, I know. I kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: reflecting on stuff now and I'm like, this is interesting. Uh, mm, yeah. So, um,
2: let's
0: throw this out there and and we'll see if it's the wrong way to go. But anyway, um, what are what are characteristics that you two identify as someone um, or maybe examples of someone who is embraced their true self? Um, Can you offer, like, just outside of yourself, uh, someone that you're like, oh man, you know? I mean, you walk walk around people and you you engage with people, and then sometimes you walk away and you're like, whoa, okay, that was uh, that was awesome, or that person is this and that. Do you have any characteristics that you can offer up in this, or examples, maybe? I don't know if that's a good question or not.
2: I think of Peter the Apostle.
0: Just go ahead and hit the top. Hit, get the home yeah, run there. I, I mean, I don't know so? him personally. Obviously, How so? How but, so?
2: Um, you've got this ego driven, angry, mm. um, prideful guy, as the Gospels portray him. And he makes a shift, you know, from the cross to Acts, I guess, and the rest of the story. And he has to. And you think of that scene at the beach where Peter, God, Jesus says, Do you love me? Lord, you know that I have a friend, friendly affection for you. Yeah. And uh, so he has to confront his denial of God, of Jesus. He has to um, do that with Jesus, he has to face himself. Hmm and he's still the same person i mean he still has that temper he still is this you know all the things we know about peter but it's like most spiritual directors say our 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 sins our strengths and our weaknesses are the same thing right right. so that self-awareness helps him his discovery of his true self to use the words of Dr. Rohr, or Richard Father Rohr. Um, and that, I can't imagine a more painful journey, but I think Peter or the other apostles, as we see them in scripture, are good examples of that. It's good, all right,
1: Everett? Um, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not answer the question. Um, sure, do whatever instead, you want, buddy. This is your show. <laughs> instead what i want to say is is that i i think that this is a that this is a constant process Mm. and there's times in my life in which Mm. i am the person who's pretty self-aware and being honest um, with myself and being honest with god and there's other times when i'm when i'm not um you know i i I I think the notion that we always have all our stuff together um, is a, is a sad, uh, a sad fairy tale. There's moments of it and there's glimpses of it. Um, But I don't, I don't know that any of us really have all our stuff together. And I'm sort of weary of people who seem to have all their stuff together because I'm like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> who know
0: it all? Um, That's it. You know, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah.
1: I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, oh,
0: absolutely, like, I do.
1: You know the the the, the, the people who who's you know who seem to have who who seem to have their life all together are sometimes those who are the closest to breaking.
2: Hmm. To me, this is the biggest shift, or whatever it just said, describes a shift that I see. I feel called to reach out to people who have given up on church who got beat up in the evangelical world and have given up on God and church. And then deep down they still have faith, but they just don't know how that how to live that out, how that looks anymore. And uh, when you get them to come back to church, they're so used to church being about putting on this show of belief hmm. and uh, looking right that, um, it it takes time to say, Hey, uh, like I've talked to people who are embarrassed to tell me they see a therapist. I'm like, Hey, in seminary, I learned, uh, they told us we had to have a therapist and they wouldn't trust a priest who didn't go to a therapist or, you know, stuff like that. Or, uh, they uh, they want to drink a beer at a church function, but they're hiding it, in a, <gasps> you know, stuff like not,
1: that. Not at uh, a church function, no, maybe it, hiding
2: it, it somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, and, yeah. And, Tom, I mean, this is, for me, this is why the 12-step program is such a powerful thing, because it starts out with, you know, this acknowledgement that there is something in your life that is broken, and and all of my best choices have led me to this place and I need I, I need something beyond my best ideas. Right. Um mm, and, yeah. and that's what I find it it, it it's so powerful. Hmm. That's a good way of putting it.
0: hmm Okay. Um
2: That's very good. I'm writing that down.
0: It's um, gonna be a sermon. <laughs> So, uh, correct this statement I've been compiling as you two have been going on here. Uh, We are saved by an understanding of who God sees us as, and we get to this through awareness of suffering. Any corrections on that? I mean,
2: save if you mean save, like save from our false, save from false notions about ourselves. Okay. everything anything?
1: Um.
0: Or you know, you can just do whatever you I, want. I, I, you I know. guess
1: I would go. I would go to, uh, yeah. I guess I would go to Paul that that uh, yet yet when yet while we were still sinners, um, mm-hmm. he died for us, um, and so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely, I, 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 think God sees us at our very best or, or even despite our worst, God still loves. Us. And I think that's the difference between God and us, right? I mean,
0: and I think there's, I God. think there, the power, um, is in understanding that and I, not a power in a, in a, uh, principalities wave kind of thing, power, in, but it's a, it's a power within yourself, uh. Given to you is understanding how God views you
1: um, and
0: sees yeah. you. I think so.
1: Okay. Well, and and mm-hmm. and and this whole notion of just imputed right. righteousness—that that that you know—it's it's something that Christ gives us. The faith of Christ saves us versus the faith in Christ. Mm, yeah, saves us. Yeah. Good. Good stuff.
0: Thank you, gentlemen. Um, you know, I I kind of. Um, You touched on something there, Everett, that I think we might want to tease out in another episode about the different levels uh, of, you know, I'm not completely uh, always my true self or something along those lines that might be fun to play out sometime. So anyway... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you engaging with these conversations, and hope that you will take them from here and develop them. And uh, reach out to us and let you know what let us know what you think, and if you have other topics and ideas that we can, uh, you know, talk, you know, because this is this is the Everett Lee Show. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. <laughs> May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun Drain pot we'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics also if you enjoy what we're doing go on to itunes and give us a review please thanks a lot